Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, we're following a number of breaking stories, including a mass shooting near a New Mexico church that left at least three dead and multiple others shot, including two police officers. An update on their conditions. Here are tonight's headlines. The new details after the shooter is killed at the scene. Be advised, this guy is right in front of the church. Crossings at the border with Mexico are down 50% since the policy known as Title 42 ended last week. A man with a metal bat attacks congressional staffers going on a rampage. It is very concerning. Someone can just walk up to an office and just start swinging. Special counsel John Durham has completed a report on what led to the investigation into the Trump campaign's relationship with Russia during the 2016 presidential election. AAA is projecting the Memorial Day weekend will be among the busiest ever in this country. I'm worried airlines have scheduled more flights than the FAA can handle. It's affected my self-worth. Why is red tape stopping some military spouses from getting jobs as teachers, nurses, and therapists? We go to Capitol Hill to get answers. So many spouses say they're still dealing with so much red tape. Why is that? And Taylor Swift has bad blood with anyone messing with her fans. The fact that you did that for me last night meant so, 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 so much. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. We do want to begin tonight with breaking news and the 225th mass shooting in the United States this year that's brought devastation to another community. At least three people were killed and nine others wounded, including two police officers in Farmington, New Mexico. That's a city about 180 miles northwest of Albuquerque. 
Video from the scene shows vehicles which appear to have been run off the road after being targeted by the gunmen. Every school across the city of nearly 50,000 residents were placed in lockdown as the rampage unfolded. Officials say the two officers were injured during a shootout with the suspect who was later killed on the scene. CBS News has just learned that the gunman was 18 years old. CBS's Janet Chamlian starts us off tonight with the new details. Shooting off about 50 shots, possibly still going on. Possibly one patient still laying in the middle of the road. Dramatic audio as police in Farmington, New Mexico, race to the latest mass shooting. The manhunt urgent. Be advised, I got several people down. I've got three vehicles that are. Uh, I got three people that are dead as well. Officers find the suspect shown on this cell phone video pacing. Be advised, this guy is right in front of the church. Copy, we have several down, three dead. I have eyes on the suspect. He's walking south. He's wearing all black. He's told he's got automatic weapon. Police move in. Then, more gunshots. We have a officer down. Two officers were hurt as they exchanged fire. Bullets struck multiple cars. This one ran off the road. Several schools were locked down until police confirmed the shooter was a lone gunman. Investigators just beginning to mark possible evidence in the case. Tonight, there is no known motive for the shooting. New Mexico's governor released a statement calling it another reminder of how gun violence destroys lives. And at this hour, Nora, both of those law enforcement officers who were shot are in stable condition. Nora. Janet Shamlan, thank you very much. Now to an incident at the congressional office of Virginia Democratic Representative Jerry Connolly. A man is under arrest tonight after allegedly attacking two staff members with a metal baseball bat after asking for the congressman by name. CBS's Scott McFarland reports the assault comes amid a sharp increase in threats to lawmakers over the last few years. 49-year-old Juan Cotran Pham of Fairfax, Virginia, is accused of a late-morning rampage in this suburban office complex where eight-term Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly has a district office. Someone has come into this business. Someone has been struck with a bat. Connolly wasn't there at the time, but says the attacker was asking for him before wielding a metal bat and striking a senior aide in the head. Pham then allegedly struck an office intern in the side of her body. It was her first day on the job. It's quite frankly scary that someone can just walk up to an office holding a baseball bat and just start swinging at innocent victims. Police say they found and arrested Pham before he left the complex. He faces two charges, including aggravated malicious wounding. In a statement, Congressman Connolly called the attack unconscionable and devastating. The episode follows last year's violent assault of then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul. What is going on here? Beaten with a hammer by an intruder in their San Francisco home. Nora, the congressman's office says Connolly was attending a ribbon-cutting at a food bank at the time of this attack. They're still searching for the motive at police headquarters, but they also say FAM has no known criminal history here. Scott McFarlane, thank you. Next, the latest at the southern border. Just days after the expiration of Title 42, the number of migrants crossing into the United States is much lower than officials feared. CBS O'Keefe reports the Biden administration cautions it could be too soon to say if their new rules are working. A flight carrying migrants back to Honduras took off today from Louisiana, part of the ongoing removal of those who've illegally crossed into the United States. But four days since the end of Title 42 and despite warnings of potential chaos from President Biden and other top officials, attempted crossings from Mexico have slowed. 
Border officials apprehended roughly 4,200 people on Sunday, down from 10,000-plus per day last week in the final days of Title 42. We are closely watching um, what's happening. Uh, we are confident that, you know, the, the plan that we have developed uh, across the U.S. government address these flows uh, will work uh, over time, and we are going to be, uh, you know, keeping a very, very close eye on, on all of this. With migrant shelters at capacity, city officials in Brownsville, Texas, are busing migrants to at least six destinations, including New York. I'm taking them home! Where today, some angry parents kept kids away from a Coney Island school that's housing adult asylum seekers in the gymnasium. Some parents were more sympathetic. Everybody needs a chance in life, you know? Everybody's going through something. The historic Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown Manhattan is planning to take in as many as 1,000 migrants in the coming weeks. New York Mayor Eric Adams said his city took in more than 4,000 more migrants last week and is scrambling to find enough space. You could almost imagine uh, 4,200 people showing up on your doorstep. That is just beyond our imagination when you think about it. Uh, but this is what we're faced with right now. Now, Biden administration officials tell CBS News they're preparing to distribute another $360 million in federal aid to big cities like New York to help pay for sheltering and transporting migrants. But those same officials add it's Congress that needs to do much more. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Today, at least one worker was killed in a fire at an oil refinery in Texas City near Houston. Two other workers were taken to a hospital. Crews worked for several hours to bring the fire under control. Marathon Petroleum, which owns the plant, says the cause is under investigation. Looking ahead now to the unofficial start of the summer travel season this Memorial Day weekend, which AAA predicts it will be one of the busiest on record. More than 42 million Americans are expected to travel 50 miles or more, making for some busy roadways and crowded skies. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports on what the FAA is doing to avoid a repeat of last year's chaos. The summer floodgate is about to open at airports nationwide as flyers fear another summer of travel turmoil. I'm actually quite concerned. Sherry Eisenman is among the 76% of flyers worried about delays and cancellations disrupting their vacations. She's heading to Dublin next month. Trusting that the first flight will actually get me to Boston is probably the most stressful part. The TSA says it's preparing for potentially record-breaking summer crowds. And AAA expects nearly 3.4 million to fly over Memorial Day weekend, the busiest since 2005. In terms of the concerns of air travelers, it's not stopping them from going ahead and booking their flights. They're, what they're really doing is they're hoping for the best. The nation's airlines say they are ready, having spent the last year hiring thousands of new employees to address staffing shortages that plagued last summer, when more than 45,000 flights were canceled. But picketing pilots seeking new contracts warn there could be turbulence ahead. They were selling tickets that they could not reliably service, and we're seeing indications of that right now. The FAA is opening what it calls highways in the sky by streamlining 169 East Coast routes to save 6,000 minutes of travel time annually. Airline industry analyst Henry Hartevelt. I'm expecting light to moderate turbulence for air travel this summer. I'm worried airlines have scheduled more flights than the FAA can handle. So your best bets for avoiding disruptions, book early, book early morning flights, and whenever possible, take the nonstop. Nora? Yeah, that's good advice, Chris. Thank you. And I understand there was a scary moment in the sky for passengers in Hawaii. What have you learned? 
Yeah, let's show you this picture here. This was taken by a passenger on board a Southwest flight. Flight 2367 was flying from Honolulu to San Diego. After it took off from Hawaii, the co-pilot's window cracked. Now, it has multiple layers of glass there, so no one was hurt, but you wouldn't want to fly across the ocean like that. The plane turned around and landed safely in Hawaii. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Tonight, the FBI is coming under sharp criticism over its investigation into alleged collusion between Donald Trump's 2016 campaign and Russia. CBS's Catherine Harridge tells us the long-awaited special counsel report finds the bureau rushed into its investigation. Almost four years to the day since he started his investigation, Special Counsel John Durham says the FBI used unverified information when it opened the investigation into candidate Trump's alleged ties to Russia in 2016. Durham concludes senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor and relied on investigative leads provided or funded by Trump's political opponents. Trump railed repeatedly against the FBI investigation. Uh, There was absolutely spying into my campaign. The FBI expanded its Russia probe, known as Crossfire Hurricane, based partly on information from Christopher Steele. Steele, a former British spy, put together research documents alleging possible misconduct between then-candidate Donald Trump and Russia. Durham found that investigators did not and could not corroborate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting. There were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. The investigation became special counsel Mueller's probe. He did not find sufficient evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. While Durham acknowledges the FBI was obligated to examine the Russia allegations, he's extremely critical of the Bureau's investigative work. In response, the FBI says it's already undertaken major reforms to address the shortcomings raised by Durham. This has been a big black eye for a lot of the uh, federal law enforcement. Bob Anderson is a former senior FBI executive. It has been a big deal, and I hope that we have clarified all these things that have caused this problem. But in the end, I hope it never happens again. Critics charge Durham has little to show for his efforts. He brought only two cases to trial, and both men were found not guilty. A third case ended with a plea agreement. Reacting on social media, Donald Trump claimed the American public was scammed, nor the investigation cost over $6 million. Catherine Herridge, thank you very much. We want to turn now to an issue facing America's heroes. We all know about the sacrifices made by the nation's service members, but what many don't know is the hidden costs that frequent moves can have on a military spouse's job. Earlier this year, President Biden signed a bill to cut through the red tape when it comes to transferring occupational licenses. Unfortunately, many spouses told us not much has changed, and we wanted to find out why. Can you pick four? Michelle Wintering is a speech pathologist, but hasn't been able to work full time because of the nearly impossible task of transferring her license state to state. Some require specific coursework before you can be licensed there. Just the the phone calls and the emails and the paperwork that you have to submit for proof of licensure in previous states. Her husband is in the Army, making moves frequent, sometimes staying in one place for less than a year. I love being a speech-language pathologist. What's frustrating for me when I have gaps in employment and I want to be working? She's not alone. Amanda James's husband is in the Air Force. I have five states in the last 10 years on my resume. And have you been able to find a job in any of those states? I have, but I've been underemployed. So I 
I have a teaching certificate and a bachelor's degree. I've never really been able to do what I went to school for. 39% of active duty spouses need a license for their job. That's more than 130,000 people who face unemployment or underemployment. The ripple effect, qualified service members leave the military early, a national security risk as branches struggle to recruit. What financial impact has this had on your family? At the beginning, it was a big one. We've never been fully comfortable. In January, the president signed the Military Licensing Relief Act, intended to force states to accept transfers. But there's no deadline or plan on how to do that. Help is on the way. We went to Capitol Hill to ask Congressman Mike Garcia and Salud Carbajal, who co-sponsored the bill, why things haven't gotten better. This is an area where a Republican and a Democrat have found common ground. And yet, Congressman, we're hearing from, from spouses in states, it's still not working for them. What's the problem? Well, I think we're trying to make sure that uh, this bill puts in the framework that makes it work in a reciprocal way across the United States. It's still going to require states to work with our DOD uh, to make sure that the program works effectively. And yet... So many spouses say they're still dealing with so much red tape yeah. on the state level. Yeah. Why is that? The states are struggling with how to implement it. And they're, for everything like this, with such a seismic change in the way they do business, there are going to be changes in the process. So we need to help them with that. James says she's given up on trying to get a job as a teacher. It makes me feel like, am I not good enough? Did I not get enough credentials? Did I not get enough certifications? It's been difficult. Well, you can imagine because of the struggle and frustration, many military families get out of the service early. In fact, Michelle's husband is leaving the Army this summer so they can both get stable jobs. Out of this story, the city of Buffalo marked one year since the top supermarket shooting this weekend when a self-described white supremacist killed 10 black people and injured three others. Elected officials from across the state joined first responders and religious leaders in a ceremony to remember the victims. A commission is currently working on a permanent memorial that will be located outside the supermarket. And tomorrow on CBS Morning's former president, Barack Obama, will sit down for an exclusive interview where he'll discuss a range of topics, including the ongoing problem of gun violence in America. There was an emotional seaside remembrance for a bride tragically killed on her wedding night. That story is next. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
A close-knit beach community came together to celebrate the life of a bride tragically killed when a suspected drunk driver rear-ended the golf cart she and her new husband were riding in. Saturday's ceremony drew at least 100 people in Folly Beach, South Carolina. Samantha Miller's grieving husband, Eric Hutchinson, sat in a wheelchair. He suffered broken bones and a brain injury. The driver of that car that crashed into them faces multiple charges, including reckless homicide. And an important update on a baby formula recall in March. Certain batches of Gerber's Good Start Soothe Pro powdered infant formula that were manufactured in January were recalled. The formula may have been contaminated with bacteria, but it turns out that some of it was distributed after the recall to several states, including Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia and West Virginia. So the company advises parents to check the label before feeding your baby. A quiet day fishing took a sudden turn, the frightening encounter. A man fishing off the coast of Hawaii got the fright of his life on Friday. Have a look. Ah! Well, Scott Haraguchi barely had time to react, but he did kick the shark with his left foot. He wasn't hurt and his kayak wasn't damaged. He says he didn't realize how serious this was until he watched the GoPro video later. But he's safe. Taylor Swift is receiving praise after coming to the defense of her fans. We'll show you what she did next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Finally tonight, there appeared to be some bad blood between Taylor Swift and security during her sold-out show in Philadelphia on Saturday. The 33-year-old pop star interrupted her performance to defend some fans from an overly aggressive security guard telling him she wasn't doing anything. Well, those fans were given free tickets to the show the next night, and they shared their gratitude to Swift for sticking up for them. It's just another reason why her fans, who call themselves Swifties, love her so much. With all the excitement, I'm sure they won't be able to shake it off anytime soon. It was a good show. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app 
or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcast starting May 8th. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts starting May 1st.